Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 27th of May. A few days and it's over. We're into June and kind of starting the whole summer thing. But wow, time just keeps on going. And lately, I haven't even felt time. So just to even remember that dates are like pushing these months along is, I guess, post-COVID. I must be. So anyway, today is Dream Theme Thursday, and I have a dream. And this dream goes into the dating world, which can go on forever and ever and ever, because as unique as it is, there's always these likenesses when there's dating involved. So let's start with this dream, and it goes, in real life, I went on a date with a guy. First, we texted, then talked over the phone, and then met each other. During the date, we also celebrated his new job. I felt the date went really well. When I came home, I had a dream that some very rude older man wanted to ruin my date's new job. He wanted to make him travel all the way to another city to work. In real life, my date is going to have a home office. In the dream, I was really upset at the older man and tried to help my date. Then the older man wanted to attack me, but I escaped. Then my date came over. I hugged and kissed him and told him I just want him to be happy. Then he texted me and said he hopes that I'm going to have his children. I wasn't sure, is that too early to say, that's the dream, thank you. So this dream goes through, we have our own dreams. This dream has nothing to do with your date as much as you would think. Because what we bring into our dates or our dreams is about us. It's about a lesson we personally need. So what was going on in this dream? So when you think about, okay, I'm having this dream and I just start dating somebody and now I need to save them because I have inside 
information. And then I will be the, I want to say, kind of hero. And I will be the protector. Because there's always something working against me. My culture, my family, my friends, myself. I have to be worth something. I have to be emotionally tied in. I have to be involved. This older man being that voice, parents, family, brothers, sisters, cousins, friends, in-laws, whoever it is, is all represented in that person who says, oh, wow, young lady, you're happy. And your happiness is going to be messed with or taken away. And if it's not you, directly will attack the people around you. And that's a big fear in people who are used to having to listen to others. That those others represented in this old man are going to come in and are going to, in so many ways, take it away from you. If not this way, that way. Even though in real life, that's not happening. But in the mind where the other shoe to drop constantly, where the other shoe is always going to drop, well, this is great, but... Well, this is great, but, well, this is great, but, and you just don't stop unless somebody tells you you're doing it. So in many ways, I'm super happy that you shared the dream because what happens when we don't share is that we get in a place of expecting that people will love us if we are only of value to them. So we create our value, and we have to fight against the norms to do it. When your value could just be that you're kind, or that you're you. All you have to ever be is you. And then when you love, you can feel safe. That there's nothing anyone can do to take you away from you. Because once we accept ourselves, we not only are able to accept somebody differently. Like, hey, this is me. This is the best I've got. If this is not good enough for another human being then it's not that some big bad voice is going to come and take them away from me or big bad person or big bad obstacle. But I'll know that it's not right for me. If a relationship's not right one for one, it's not right for both, right? Christ says that all the time. To fight over those kinds of obstacles when we believe we are loved for ourselves. 
It doesn't have to have a crescendo of someone fighting your life for your life. The only time someone will fight your life for your life is for their self-interest, not for yours. Because they don't want something to happen. They don't want... And when we take that on, especially when we come from a culture that has a habit of doing that, we become pleaser machines. We just please people over and over again. Because we don't want anyone to be upset at us. And then we want to protect the people that come into our world from them because we couldn't protect ourselves from them in a weird way. We create the world we wanted differently, but in our own little space away from the people who jumped on us and tried to tell us what to do with our lives and we had to fight them for our lives. But the fact that you feel in your dream you earned earned his love, that you earned it, and you had to escape the older man, your reward was that he loved you enough to want to have his children. What's really going on here is that you just want to be loved for you, you want a family, and you want to be married. Those are things that are important to you. And sometimes just being able to say that to yourself, like, hey, me, I'm a person, I would love to be married and have a family. You don't have to wait for someone to tell you that they want their children with you. You can also say, I want to have children one day. Instead of that be the secret, And everyone else has to figure it out because you're so scared of saying to yourself out loud, hey, these are things I want. It's all about you, your desire, how you view yourself and what you want and someone coming and taking away what you really want and you ending up having to do what they want you to do. Imagine. Imagine getting to know this now, to hear this now. Because we're all subject to pleasing our parents or our family or keeping everybody quiet. We don't tell them things we don't want them to ruin. And then we kind of walk around like we've swallowed a canary. We're like really happy about something we will never spill. We're really upset about something we don't want to tell them. We just don't want them involved. Because every time they get involved, they make you feel bad and they reroute what you're doing and they try to tell you how to do it and how to make it better. And if you don't listen to them, you feel like you're doing it wrong, even though it may make you happier. It's just this vicious cycle that goes on as long as you will let it go on. I remember when I got divorced 
from my marriage that was my cultural marriage. And everyone was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with her now? I'm like, what are they going to do with me? Well, you got to come back home, and now you're going to have to settle. You're going to have to marry someone who's been married before, and they may have kids. Like, that was my destiny. Like, I had to marry yet another person in that way. But now I was secondhand goods because I was married before I was used. Imagine. But they really thought that way. But what happened different this time was I said, the buck stopped here. That is never going to happen. If you want to do that, you are free to do it. People in my community, mom, you're free to do it. But that's not my life. Sorry, no one ever said anything to me again. Ever. Had I known (laughs) that all I had to do was say, that is not happening, I would have said it long before. And after I said that, I was able to say everything else. I was able to say everything else. I stopped trying to prove why I had to get divorced or try to convince anybody. I stopped over-explaining myself to everybody. I just said, you all know what happened. I don't need to tell you. It's not like everyone's blind, deaf, and dumb. You all know what happened. Let's just leave it there. I'm going on in my life, and I'm not going to talk about this. Everyone was scared to talk to me about it. Anyone who called just to get information or were asked to call by my ex to find out information, I just didn't pick up the phone. I let it go to voicemail. Because I recognize that I want to see how you're doing after the first phone call when everything that I was doing all had to relate to the situation. And I was, I was done. I suffered enough in the relationship. I did not need to drag it into part two of my life and live it outside of my relationship with a whole bigger crowd. But it was amazing. That when I said no, no meant no, and I stuck to my no, and I got to have my life back. And that big old man that keeps showing up in this dream, if he isn't going to take away this, he's going to take away that. You have to decide within yourself what do you want not what does somebody else want from you whether it's a partner he wants to have kids well do you want to have kids are you going from one rule maker to another rule maker 
Now, if you want to get married and you want to have kids and you meet somebody who wants to get married and wants to have kids, you're on your way. The reason when you say, is it too early? Is it too early to say? Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes we meet somebody and if you've been writing each other and you've been talking, then you have an emotional attachment to this person. And if when you meet them, you feel excited by them and you feel you love them, not you need them, because there's a difference between curiosity and need and love. You feel like you love them, not do they love you alone and just fit the bill, but do you love them or do you feel like, well, I could make this work through your mind. What's going through your heart without that big voice that you have to prove wrong. Sometimes we meet someone and we're just checking off boxes because we live so high on other people's approval that that's all we need. We don't stop to ask ourselves, is this who I want? Can Not just can I see myself up to the wedding day, but can I see myself past the wedding day? And does what I see make me happy? You don't have to be the savior. All you need to do is be a partner. And I have to tell you, I, I was working with a young man who, you know, just started dating. Not too young, but not old either. He just started dating, like really dating, not just showing up somewhere, meeting someone, seeing if, you know, she was cute or not or whatever that was. And he always thought it was about looks. He'd always say to me, you know, well, a hot guy and a hot girl. And I'm like, well, what's hot? And just using the word hot, like, Reminds me of the 70s, even though I don't remember using it. It just sounds cheesy to me. But it's fun listening. And then after he went out and really started dating and started meeting people, he said to me, oh, my God, looks don't matter as much as I thought they did. Because there's some really hot girls I met, but I did not feel a connection. You could imagine my hallelujah that, wow, now that you know that, you are safe to roam. You are safe to roam. Because now I knew that that person understood, literally understood himself 
as part of a relationship that needed to work from the inside out, not from the outside in. Women and men date differently. When a woman goes out on a date, she has to somehow in her mind, somewhere, imagine a future with this man. But when a man dates, it's more like a, let's see where this is going. Let's see if we can be together. And because women know that, they try to make that first date be worth their time so that they get the second date, whatever that means. And it sounds old-fashioned, but it goes on way more than you think. It's still down to that. Even if the woman is the one who asks for that first date, it still goes down to that. Asking yourself beforehand, who would be the perfect person for me, for my personality? What would be the perfect morning? Not to put the standard so high, because it doesn't have to be this great, crazy, wonderful thing. It just has to be you. Do I want a man who runs things, or do I like to run things? Do I like to do the housework? Do I like to share it? Does it make me feel good if we're together on that? Do I like to go out at night? Don't I? Am I one of those people who loves just to work and come home at night? Do we share that? Do we share those common things that make our lives run? Do I feel close enough to this person to include my feelings, to include my way of living with his instead of, wow, this person really likes me. I'm going for it. Because I got news for you guys. Everybody who gets to know you, they, they'll, you guys will like each other. It will happen. The interest is there. The curiosity is there. All that is there. Can you live with them? Do you want to live with them once you are with them? So dating is a process. It's not a decision made before the actual dating starts. It's a decision that is made during the dating, which is why we date. But women want to see the future in that present moment when they meet that person and they make that decision and then no matter what they hear after that, they're willing to do it. And men don't decide that way. But sometimes they'll be like, wow, you know, she knows this and she's okay. She knows that and she's okay. All right, this is going pretty good. I had a man tell me once that I was dating, that the girl before me that dated him and saw his life said to him, said to him, boy, you got a lot on your plate. Maybe this isn't a good time. Maybe this isn't a good time. He told me that. 
What did I do? I can handle it. And I did, and I did. Until I couldn't. Because I didn't ask enough questions in the beginning. And I didn't see the warning signs because I am superwoman. No one knew it, not even me. But boy, did I think I was. Imagine. I would ask you to ask yourself, what are your gut feelings? How do you feel about those gut feelings? What do you want if nobody was wagging their big finger at you? What would you want if you did not know this person? What would be a great day in your life, married? What do you see that as? Not just what somebody may want from you because, oh my gosh, they've crossed the line and they love you. You are lovable. And how would you live? How would you live? if no one had a wagging finger waiting to start moving and wagging it at you. These are these are things that they're quiet moments in us when we are somewhere in our lives and we're at that age, you know, where everybody's getting married, everybody's dating someone, and we feel like everybody's doing this. But then you start to go through life, you find out everybody would like to, but you're only seeing the people who did. Those are things to think about. And you sharing this dream, you sharing this dream, is you saying, hey, I want to know more. I want someone else's opinion, which is huge. Thank you for sending it. A lot of times people don't ask questions until they've done what they've done. And this may be the best person in the world for you. But it's all about you answering to yourself. It's all about you Asking yourself what you want, not what anybody else wants or how they will react to you. Because none of that will carry you for the rest of your life. All the people that wag their fingers at me, that I let them, eventually all grew old and died. Then who was I going to look for to wag a finger at me? Was I going to find it in a partner? And then just transfer the wagging from one set of people to another? Would I really have been free of them? Then you really got to think about those things. I was free of them when I said, No, no, sorry. Did it your way, didn't work out, and now you want me to do it your way again. Really? 
Really? No, not really. That wasn't going to be my reality again. That wasn't okay with me anymore. I understood that, and, and I had to have this lesson over and over again, all the way until a dream when I was being asked to do something I couldn't do. And I remember in my dream standing before God and God asking me why I was going to do it. And I said, because my husband wants me to. Why are you going to do it? Why are you going to do it? And I was going to do it to please my husband, but in my dream, I couldn't answer for him. I could only answer for me, so I had to say, because I want to do it. Didn't matter for who. Because now if I did it, that action is mine. It's my free will. Not his. Not my parents. Not my friends. Not his friends. Nobody. You guys, it's already over. I love you guys, and I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.